Our day will surely come. May I be there to see, I exclaimed devoutly. But you are speaking of this man Porlock. Ah, yes, the so-called Porlock is a link in the chain some little way from its great attachment. Porlock is not quite a sound link between ourselves. He is the only flaw in that chain, so far as I have been able to test it. But no chain is stronger than its weakest link. Exactly, my dear Watson. Hence the extreme importance of Porlock. Led on by some rudimentary aspirations towards right, and encouraged by the judicious stimulation of an occasional ten-pound note sent to him by devious methods, he has once or twice given me advance information which has been of value, that highest value which anticipates and prevents rather than avenges crime. I cannot doubt that, if we had the cipher, we should find that this communication is of the nature that I indicate. Again, Holmes flattened out the paper upon his unused plate. I rose, and, leaning over him, stared down at the curious inscription, which ran as follows. 534, C2, 13, 127, 36, 31, 4, 17, 21, 41. Douglas. One oh nine two nine three five thirty seven Burlstone twenty six Burlstone nine forty seven one seven one. What do you make of it, Holmes? It is obviously an attempt to convey secret information. But what is the use of a cipher message without the cipher? In this instance, none at all. Why do you say, in this instance? Because there are many ciphers which I would read as easily as I do the Apocrypha of the Agony column. Such crude devices amuse the intelligence without fatiguing it. But this is different. It is clearly a reference to the words in a page of some book. Until I am told which page and which book I am powerless. But why Douglas and Burlstone? "'Clearly because those are words which were not contained in the page in question. "'Then why has he not indicated the book? "'Your native shrewdness, my dear Watson, "'that innate cunning which is the delight of your friends, "'would surely prevent you from enclosing cipher and message in the same envelope. "'Should it miscarry, you are undone. "'As it is, both have to go wrong before any harm comes from it. Our second post is now overdue, and I shall be surprised if it does not bring us either a further letter of explanation, or, as is more probable, the very volume to which these figures refer. Holmes's calculation was fulfilled within a very few minutes, by the appearance of Billy, the page, with the very letter which we were expecting. "'The same writing,' remarked Holmes, as he opened the envelope, "'and actually signed.' he added in an exultant voice as he unfolded the epistle. "'Come, we are getting on, Watson.' His brow clouded, however, as he glanced over the contents. "'Dear me, this is very disappointing. I fear, Watson, that all our expectations come to nothing. I trust that the man Porlock will come to no harm. "'Dear Mr. Holmes,' he says, "'I will go no further in this matter. "'It is too dangerous he suspects me. "'I can see that he suspects me. "'He came to me quite unexpectedly "'after I had actually addressed this envelope "'with the intention of sending you the key to the cipher. 
I was able to cover it up. If he had seen it, it would have gone hard with me. But I read suspicion in his eyes. Please burn the cipher message, which can now be of no use to you, Fred Pollock. Holmes sat for some little time, twisting this letter between his fingers and frowning as he stared into the fire. After all, he said at last, there may be nothing in it. It may be only his guilty conscience. Knowing himself to be a traitor, he may have read the accusation in the other's eyes. The other being, I presume, Professor Moriarty? No less. When any of that party talk about he, you know whom they mean. There is one predominant he for all of them. But what can he do? Hmm. That's a large question. When you have one of the first brains of Europe up against you, and all the powers of darkness at his back, there are infinite possibilities.